Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another Now What Wednesday, where we share the most amazing stories with some wonderful guests who have had some really big life experiences and had to figure out how to move forward from there. And today we are talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is traveling. I am so excited because my guest today Liz will be sharing all about her adventures of picking up her entire family and taking them around the world on a 22 country adventure. Um, Not only that, but they did this on a budget. (laughs) So yeah, it was whirlwind exploration, her, her husband, her two kids, and she's going to be sharing what that was like to travel the world with two teenagers. So without further ado, let's get to know Liz a little bit. Liz is a best-selling author, a podcaster, YouTuber, and storyteller, a natural-born optimist, lover of wine, and non-lover of hormones. In 2009, when their children were eight and six, Liz and her husband left England and took their family to start a new life in New Zealand. Once there, Liz embarked on something she had dreamed of doing her whole life, but never had been brave or financially comfortable, crazy enough to do it, which is homeschooling. Homeschooling was wonderful and crazy, emotional and exciting. Learning without school brought so many, many benefits, freedom, play, curiosity, creativity, and last but not least, the ability to travel. And then in 2018, Liz and her husband put into place a long life dream. They rented out their house, used their meager savings, and had backpacked around the world for a year with their teenagers. World travel with teenagers was everything Liz hoped it would be. 22 countries, including India, Japan, Montenegro, America. It was incredible. But because they were on a very tight budget, the whole trip was $75 a day, excluding flights. They spent a large portion of their travels couch surfing. Liz loved this. The kids hated it. The results was some incredible, hilarious tales. And three years after returning home from their world trip, Liz wrote a book, And in it, she shares many of the wonderful travel stories that came to light. Odd, hard-to-believe things that happen when you take two phone-addicted teenagers backpacking around the world on a $75 a day budget and can't afford mobile data. So without further ado, let's get to the now what. Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, Oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank. Now what? Me too, friend. Me too. I've had quite a few actually. And in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out. Sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own I just blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, so it's that time of year and you may be thinking to yourself, I just don't wanna think about my taxes, now what? Well, I'm sorry to say whether you wanna think about them or not, they need to be done. Trust me, I am right there with you on not wanting to do them. Especially as an entrepreneur, there's so much more to do with your taxes than the basics. 
I'm going to say that bookkeeping and dealing with the headache of taxes is one of the reasons why people don't want to become an entrepreneur, but it actually doesn't have to be as stressful or complicated as you think. It could be pretty chill. This is why I'm so excited to tell you about Chill Books, developed by my friend Jamie Monty, a CPA and entrepreneur herself. Chill Books is a fun, approachable financial education course that offers bookkeeping and QuickBooks training along with the essential financial education for entrepreneurs. Yes, I'm talking to you, my freelancing and home-based business friends. Got an income property? This is also for you. With Chillbooks, you'll automate your monthly financial process, minimize the time spent on bookkeeping. In fact, Chillbook students save an average of 45 hours per year on their bookkeeping. Hello, time back in our lives to do other things than sort through boxes of receipts. Yes, please. You'll also learn how taxes work to help you lower your tax bill, take advantage of all the write-offs available to you, and most importantly, feel confident at tax time. Whether you're working with an accountant or handling your taxes yourself, tax season will be chill. And that's not all. With Chill Books, you'll gain the clarity around your numbers so that you can better plan and forecast for the future. Whether you want to start paying yourself regularly, purchase that new MacBook you've been eyeing, or hire your first virtual assistant or social media manager, Chill Books teaches you how to make informed decisions about your financial data. Join Chill Books today and gain the foundational knowledge to effectively manage your books and understand your business financial health. Enrollment is now open. Go to jamiemonte.com. That's J-A-M-I-M-O-N-T-E.com backslash chill books and use promo code now what to get $50 off or head over to the link in the show notes for more information. That's jamiemonte.com backslash chill books and use promo code now what chill books simplify your finances and accelerate your results. All right. Well, hello, Liz. So good to see you. So great to be with you this morning, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's morning for you and late afternoon for me because you right. are on the other side of the world in lovely New Zealand. I am. Yes. Nine o'clock in the morning in New Zealand here. I love this show so much for connecting me with people that I would not otherwise have met, literally on the other side of the world. We've had so many amazing guests from New Zealand and Australia before, so I just I just love it. Thank you, technology, right? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Liz, I just obviously read your bio with everybody that is jam-packed with all of the adventures, but what I love to ask guests right off the top of every episode is, what is it that you would like people to actually know about you? Oh, I would, I'd like people to know that no matter, in fact, not even no matter, I think regardless of the fact that you are over 45, let's say, let me, I'm just speaking for over 45 year olds, you can change your life. I think regardless whatever age you are, you can change your life. But I certainly want to speak for women over 45 because I know that speaking for myself, it, you get to that age and you kind of think, oh, you know, surely not, you know, but I, that's what I'd like to know, people to know. I just like women to know or people to know that when you want to change your life, if you're intent on changing it, you can. Love that. I'm approaching that that birthday you mentioned in a couple of years. So yeah, that right. resonates with me a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a big episode to talk about today. You literally went on a world tour with your family for a year and went to some amazing places, which we will touch on in a minute. But can you 
kind of rewind the tape for us and take us back to what life looked like for Liz and your husband and your kids before you left on this big extravagant journey yeah. across the globe? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it quite brief. But we were, we're English, so we, we're born in England. And we always, me and my husband always had that travel bug ever since we met. We're, we're childhood sweethearts, so we met when we was eight, I was 18. And we were just always traveling together as a couple. And then when I had the kids, when I was 30 when I had the kids, and everyone sort of kind of said to us, well, that's it. You know, you won't be traveling anymore. Now you've got children, you know, that's it. And we were always saying to each other, no, you know, we're going to be one of these families that you see that take their children and travel the whole world with them, like in a, in a backpack. And we're going to be like that. And we'll make sure that we keep on traveling. The years passed by and we were in England and we were kind of just like everyone else, I suppose, just on that hamster wheel of working, coming home, looking after the kids, getting up in the morning, doing the same thing again. And we suddenly turned around and just said, look, you know, wouldn't it be great to emigrate? Let's just emigrate. I think that was our, you know, when you just have that moment of we need to do something major in our life and why not move to the other side of the world and go to New Zealand? So we took our family to the other side of the world in New Zealand and that move brought with it big changes anyway because I think when you when you change your life so drastically like that, you're not just going to move over to New Zealand and, and be like you were in England kind of thing. You've, you're intent of thinking, right, what can I do? I'm here now. How am I going to make a, this change? And that change for me, it wasn't so much for Brian because Brian came to New Zealand and he provided for us. He was a plumber. He got his he started his business and he was providing for us. But for me, I was in a very, very lucky position to be able to do something that I'd always longed to do, but I was always too scared to because I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I, you know, I, I thought that you had to be a teacher and you had to have these special skills, but I'd always wanted to homeschool the kids. And when we were in New Zealand, I met a lady, a German lady. She was a vet and she had a farm down the road from us because we're rural. We live in the middle of the country and she was offering horse riding lessons. And I took my daughter down there and I noticed that she was homeschooling her kids. She had two boys and they were just running around feral around these fields and they just looked so happy and, you know, just wild. And, and I was like, wow, well, how do you do that? You're a vet. You work all day. And she said, no, we, we homeschool in and around my life. You know, we, we, we make it work for us. So all of a sudden I kind of thought, oh, okay, so homeschooling doesn't mean you sit down at a desk for seven hours a day with your children knowing really intelligent stuff that you need to teach them. It could actually look different, you know, like I suppose going back to what we were talking about earlier and just about how if you want something to work, you can do it differently. Mm -hmm. And so I started homeschooling the kids. I was really nervous, really scared, and I thought I'll just do it for a month or so. And that month turned into eight years. And so fast forward now to the kids being 16 and 13. My son is 16 and my daughter was 13. And again, we were, we were on holiday. We were camping in New Zealand and life was nice, but it was lovely, you know, and, 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 and things. But we still had that travel bug. We still had that, you know, are we ever going to do what we said we were going to do? Are we going to be one of these families that just throw everything in the air and travel the world to all these countries? And we made the decision there and then in that campsite that night that Brian would sell his part of his plumbing business and we would take the proceeds and we would take the kids and travel the world with him for a year. We'd rent our house out and we would make it work. We would backpack the world with them. And that's what we did. We, we went around the world for a year, 22 countries, as you said, and it was absolutely fabulous. It was brilliant. Absolutely lovely. 
chills, Liz, <laughs> chills. Where was the first stop? The first stop was America, actually. Do, do you know why the first stop was America? Because I had a big, long list of really out there plans in Asia. So I, we were going to, uh, to Sri Lanka and, and India and Vietnam. And my kids were like, no, please, no, I don't want to go to those countries. So the, the, it was kind of like a bribe with America because it was like, I'll tell you what, let's go and see Uncle Dave in Florida and we'll go to Disneyland first. So <laughs> they were so excited about doing that. They'd forgotten all about the fact that they were going to be roughing it in uh, Asia for the next <laughs> six months. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was, that's a little secret for you. That's, if, you want, if you want to bribe your kids into a world trip, just take them somewhere really good first. <laughs> Yes, like kick it off in a, yeah. on, on a strong note and then put whatever it is that they're not so keen on in the middle and then wrap it up really well. That's right. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> what do you need to do? <laughs> I don't have kids, but I'm pretty sure that's what I would do too. I was like, yeah. let's sandwich this. Yeah. Okay, so you head off to Florida, you take the kids to Disney World, which was, you know, Epcot and seeing all these cool places mm -hmm. as well. And then you head off. What was that like for that year? Like how often did you move like places? What, what did you do? I'm so curious as to what it looks like to travel the world in 22 countries in 12 months. Yeah. So the first thing I think you need to know is the money, because that's what everyone will be thinking is like, how did it, how much did it cost you and how did you afford to do it? And that's what I was, when I was researching this trip, that's all I was worried about was like, what if we run out of money and how much is it going to cost us? So we did this trip on 70 US dollars a day for four of us. We sold Brian's business, like I told you, we got 50,000 New Zealand dollars for that. And rather than put that money, we, we took that money and we were, this is going to be our trip money. I know you're supposed to invest it and save it and things like that. But we were like, no, we're going to make memories. We're going to use the money and we're going to make memories. But, you know, we, we, we wanted to do it on a budget because we, we, we're not rich and we're not, we didn't want to be extravagant. And so a, a big factor of that came into going to cheaper countries, like I just told you with Asia and things like that. And house sitting and couch surfing and, you know, just doing things cheaply. So, like I say, we, we did the whole trip on a very, very, very tight budget. But it was, it almost made it better because it was more of an adventure for us. I say that as, a, as the mum, I'm sure the kids didn't agree, but I'm sure they would have rather been in flash five-star hotels, but they weren't. And to me, that was just more... I don't know, you know, when something's more challenging, it's just, you remember it more, don't you? you we always remember. Yeah, that's you know. the education right there. They learn yeah. how to survive in different environments and situations and be, you know, how, how are we going to make this dollar stretch us? So that, obviously yeah. that was the average was $70 US per day. Obviously some days were significantly more, other days were significantly less. Yep. If, you know, didn't have anything on the schedule that day and everyone's like at home. But Disney World, clearly you spent more than $70 a day for that, for that, for that adventure. Okay, so budget. So that was the first thing you needed to do. And then did you have a set itinerary? Did you know exactly what countries you were going to from start to finish? Or did it kind of evolve as you went? Like you kind of planned the first bit and then the next things, you know, came as they came. That's exactly right. I reckon you were on this trip with us. You know everything about this, how this trip worked. Exactly can you tell that I maybe dreamed about a world tour myself in the past? Yeah. I can, yeah. That's exactly what we did. We, we knew from America we were going to Sri Lanka. 
And we knew that from Sri Lanka, we would go to India. But I always thought that we would go to Nepal and from there do something like trekking or something. But actually, when we got to India, you talk to other travelers and they're like, oh, no, 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 go down to at this time of year, uh, Thailand is wonderful. And then, you know, oh, there's this really great festival going on in Vietnam. So go there. And so it was very much Asia was very much listening to other travelers and thinking, what's on? Where could we go? You know, what's the weather doing? So that's how the Asia side worked. And then when we went over to Europe, we were very much dictated to by which house sits we could get. So we had a fabulous three-week house sit in the mountains in France, in the French Alps. We never would have thought about going to the French Alps. But, you know, when, when you get a house sit offered to you, it's, yeah, let's do it. You know, and as it was, that was absolutely fabulous because now we get to see the French Alps. So when we're in Europe, it was very much decided by what house sits we could get. Yeah. And, and, and that's how we did the whole Europe thing. And so were you part of a house sitting community? Was there a platform for that? Yeah. There is. Yeah. There's a website called, there's lots of websites that do it, but we use trusted house sitters and we just, yeah, we, we, we used, we got our money's worth, our hundred dollar year, our our yearly fee. We got our money's worth because we saved thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars by doing that. And also by couch surfing as well, which is, is free. So that's a, a little bit different, but yeah. Oh, wow. And then were there family and friends that you went and visited along the way? Only in England. When we went back to England, we stayed with Brian's sister and my brother, and then we went up to Scotland. So yeah, only in in the UK did we see family. And and also, like I say, when we were in Florida, we were with Brian's brother. So we weren't paying for accommodation in America either. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. This sounds fantastic. What were some of the challenges though? Obviously it sounds all wonderful and oh yes, we did this and we did that. And yes, it was great, but I'm sure there were some really big challenges throughout that year. What were like a couple that, that you still remember and you're like, oh, I I feel that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you know what, I'm going back to your question at the beginning of the show about what would you want people to think? I just want people to know as well that nothing is like how it seems, is it? You know, you look at people and you're like, oh, wow, that would have just been so cool. And it was, don't get me wrong, it was wonderful. But of course, it wasn't the Instagrammy family traveling around the world, you know, perfectness. Of course, it wasn't that. You know, these are two teenagers that are miserable because there's no Wi-Fi. You know, their dad won't let them borrow the battery pack. Yeah, it's just, it's there was lots and lots of challenges that came with that. I think, I, I mean, oh lots of things but just now I'm kind of romanticizing them you know how when you look back at the time they're really like hard but when you look back you're like oh no it wasn't so bad it was just so wonderful (laughs) when you're not in it right like when you can speak speak about it from thousands and thousands of miles away you're like oh yeah yeah we totally broke down on the side of the road and it was like raining and there was this thing and then there was a fire and blah blah but you know what once you can survive it it doesn't seem so bad I remember we were in Sri Lanka. I think one of the things I didn't write about this in my book, but this is one of the things that I really just thought, oh, Liz, what are you doing? We were in Sri Lanka and we were couch surfing and, and a family had very, very kindly offered to have us over in their house to couch surf with them. And I just remember this was like the first time in Asia that we'd done this. So it was just, it was just, I remember just sitting at the train station. We'd got off the train station. We were hot. We were sweaty. We were tired. We traveled all day. We were hungry and we didn't know what we, what sort of food to, we would be eating that night. So the kids are cranky, you know, and they're looking at me as if like, why are you doing this to us? Why, you know, why can't we just be like a normal family? who were going to a hotel or whatever, because let's face it, a hotel in Sri Lanka wouldn't have been that much money, but 
I did it more for the experience. I just wanted to be with locals and I just wanted mm -hmm. to really get, you know, a feel for the real side of traveling. But I'll never forget this guy and bless him, he was so lovely, but he just turned up in this clapped out old tuk-tuk I mean literally this thing I don't know how it was going it must have just been going on on fresh air it just sort of like it sort of like lolloped up towards us on the train station and I just looked at the kids and they looked at me and just it was like, like, like what like, we're getting in that yeah so I think yeah to just times like that you know when you just start to you you'd unless everyone is all on board and they're like, yeah, this is going to be so cool. It was usually me that got the, well, it was you that organized this kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it, it, I think just times like that. Got it. Got it. Okay. So how did you wrap up the trip? Which countries do you mean that we went to? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, the last the one we went, yeah. The last one we went, we returned to Thailand because Thailand is a, we've got a real soft spot for Thailand, beautiful country, beautiful people, and so lovely. So yeah, we came back from England uh, via Thailand and stayed in Thailand for another month and then came back to New Zealand. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. And so now what? You've literally just traveled the world for a year with your teenage children and you're back in New Zealand. Clearly you do not return to life as normal. Like how do you function on terra firma now that you've you've done that yeah and you know what that was probably one of the biggest and I'm aware that this probably sounds a little bit like what's the word not spoiled there's a word for it but my mind's gone blank now now what <laughs> my mind's gone blank now what but that word that you just oh privilege that was it but I, I, I'm aware that it sounds a little bit privileged but when I came home I was like it was like it was oh it was it, there was what's it called when you have those travel blues you know there was a there was a period about a month where I just oh I just felt so down I just felt so miserable I just felt you know like we'd done this massive wonderful thing and we'd all been together and then we came home and the kids went back to their friends and you know you go back to loading the dishwasher and there's the dog and she needs taken to the vets because she hasn't you know and she hasn't done her nails clipped and life just goes back to normal regular life yeah right and you're just thinking oh no so it what we did was we changed our life we we the thing that was that was causing us to not be able to travel was the fact that we had to work you know Brian was a plumber I was homeschooling and we had to work we had to pay our mortgage and we sat down and we said look while we're doing this while you're working 50 hours a week we're never going to be able to afford to do what we've just done ever again and you look on the internet and you look at people and you think how are they doing it? And you, you go into it deeper and you realize that they're doing it because they've got online businesses. You know, they've got remote businesses. They're, I don't know, digital nomads, whatever that word is. You know, they do it online. And we kind of looked at each other and we said, bearing in mind, I knew, um, especially me, I'm rubbish at technology. And we're like, could we do that? Do you think, could we retrain and learn how to build websites and sell stuff online or, you know, build a blog or how did they do it? And I did so much research, did so much research. And I found out that people were making money, you know, travel bloggers were making money by writing articles and having affiliates and getting ads, ad money and, you know, creating products and selling courses. And I just thought, well, if they're doing it, why couldn't we do it? And that's what we did. We spent the next, well, Brian went back to plumbing, obviously, because we needed a wage to come in. Mm -hmm. But while Brian was plumbing, I was just putting every hour I had into learning how to do this stuff, how to start a blog, how to do all those things I just talked about. And 
four years later, here I am, and we're now those people that can travel and earn money while we're working. So, you know, while we're traveling rather. So that trip, it wasn't just the most amazing trip of my life. It also changed me as my direction, our direction in life, you know, just the, the person I've, I now became. You know, I never, you know, if you just said to me 10 years ago, 10 years, Liz, you're going to be working online. You know, you're going to have a podcast. You're going to have this membership site for New Zealand. I would have just laughed. I would have just, you are crazy, you know, but yeah, here I am because I wanted to make it happen and I made it happen. And, you know, it wasn't easy. Let me just say it wasn't easy. And it took five years, which is another big thing. But yeah, I think that was just now what this is it. This is this is what came of that trip. So how inspiring and such a circle moment to exactly what you said at the very beginning of, you know, you it's never too late. No. And if you want to change anything in your life, you absolutely can. You can set yourself on a, a new course and go in a whole new direction and and change how you want to show up in the world. So true. Yeah. And di- diversified income, right? Like that yeah. was the key thing too, is like one J-O-B is not going to be the source of our income that physically requires you guys to show up somewhere every day. That was the thing that I found challenging when I was, you know, also in the corporate world is to physically show up to this building every day, right? AKA jail. When I'm like, I'm happy to work. I just want to do it over there. And you're telling me no. So I also feel that to my core of wanting to be able to pick up and travel and go. And, you know, most of my listeners know that I'm married to a pilot. And so travel is definitely part of my DNA and shifting into something that would allow me to do more of that was definitely a necessity once I got married. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about first your membership site for New Zealand. Is this for, you know, people moving to New Zealand or visiting? Like what's, what's, what's this one about? It is. Yeah. I mean, I I just have to go back because when we started this whole business of online, because where do you start? You know, it's Mm. it's very easy to see someone making money on your land, but how do you, how, what do you do? What, what do you sell? And I remember reading somewhere that said, be the help you needed. And it really, really stuck with me. And, you know, as it is, you listen to all these podcasts and listen to inspirational speakers and people, it kept coming back to me that, be the help you needed. What you, the help that you needed, now you go and give that to other people. And for me, that was three things. It was one, traveling the world, two, homeschooling, and three, moving to New Zealand. Because when we moved to New Zealand, I'd moved like 14 years earlier, I had no support. I was moving to the other side of the world. I mean, my sister lived in Gisborne, so she did live here, but we were, we were at the other end of the country. I had no friends. Brian went to work. I just remember sitting at our, in our rented house, just crying my eyes out, thinking, I hate it here. You know, I don't know anything. I don't know. It was a Christmas time and it felt wrong because it was hot and it was just all weird and just, and I was so lonely. And so what we decided to do when we started this online business, and we kind of fell into this by mistake because we just started for fun. We started making YouTube videos about life in New Zealand and we were just talking and we still do do that about life and what, you know, how life is in New Zealand. And we started getting questions coming through comments about, well, how do you do this when you come to New Zealand? What about the kids? How did they find it? And what shops are there in New Zealand? And where do you get your hair cut in New Zealand? So 
I gradually started putting together a package and then sold that as a course. I think it was something, you know, pretty cheap, like $49 for this one-off course. And then that evolved into a membership. People would say, oh, I'd love to just chat with you, Liz. Like, I'd love to chat with other people that were moving to New Zealand. So we're like, ding, ling, 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 you know, okay, right. That's what you're asking for. So let's build that. So we went on to build a membership site that now people pay a monthly fee to be in. And it's just like a huge, there's about a hundred people in there. There's like a huge family that just talk all day, you know, sharing resources. And they, it's wonderful because when they come to New Zealand, they know each other, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be in Auckland next week. Let's meet for a coffee. And when I see those photos of them, they, we've got a Slack group. And when I see them, they put those photos up. Oh, Jessica, it just makes me so warm and so proud and so grateful, you know, that they've got that place that they can just feel, they don't feel like they're sitting on the couch crying their eyes out because they don't know anyone because they've got us at least, you know, and community community is so important. They say that next to sleep and a couple of other things that is escaping my mind right now, a connection and community is the key to vitality Yeah, and longevity. Right. Like you, we, we are social creatures. We need to be amongst each other. We're not meant to be lone wolves, you know, climbing the side of a, of a mountain in New Zealand by ourselves. Yeah. We need to be others. So you created community. Oh my goodness. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that is. And we've, I've got a, you know, we've got a podcast, me and my husband have got a podcast and we just, everything just filters to that community. I mean, you know, we're, we've got masses of free stuff all over the internet about New Zealand, but that is the, you know, our money, our, our business side of it. So yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. I still can't believe it. You know, sometimes I go on to Slack because I'm a bit of an introvert and I'm quite, you know, as, as it's crazy, isn't it? As much as I just, you, you, you put yourself out there when it comes to like personal stuff, I, I, I'm quite private, you know, and it's just, but when I go on to that Slack group, it, it feels like a family. It just feels, oh, look at them. There they are just chatting about New Zealand and swapping all these resources. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like a real mum, you know, or oh, these are all my children's sort of things. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely feeling. It's really lovely. Okay, cool. And so talk to me a little bit about the blog and the book. The blog is a travel blog, so it's called It's a Drama, and that was built just to share our travel stories. And from there, again, be the help you needed. I would be writing about places and writing what it was like to take kids around the world and, you know, just putting all my my little links in there and things like that. And that grew into a, a, a profitable travel blog took five years but you know it did eventually do it and then the book is called the travel bog diaries and that is just filled with funny stories of what went wrong when we were on our trip so when you asked me earlier about what you know what went wrong Liz as well Jessica you know quite a lot you got a whole book full of things that went wrong and I wrote that because again I've got this thing and I know you have too when because you said it it's like you don't want people to be going through life thinking, la, 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 it's so perfect. That family is so perfect. Because guess what? No, it isn't. It isn't at all. And that book is, is testament to that. You know, <laughs> It's all about all the, the crazy, weird and wonderful things that happened on that trip with a family of four. So yeah, really proud that I wrote that. Excellent. Excellent. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you said, how long has it been since you've been back from the trip now? Four and a half years. Yeah. Okay. So at the time of this going live, it'll be around five years since you got back. Where have you gone in those five years? 
obviously, you know, the trips might not have been as epic as your world tour, but have you gone to some really cool places in the last five years? Yes, we have. So for my 50th birthday, Brian, and this is just so, I'm, I'm so romantic and it's so lovely, but he organized a trip, but he bought a car online in England and an old 205 that we had when we were in our 20s. He, he bought, you know, like a, 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 a version of that. And we flew over to England, me and Brian flew over to England, picked the car up and then drove that little two of Peugeot 205 through Europe, through Italy, uh, through France, Italy, and over to Greece. This was last year. And then we flew the kids out to Athens for their 18th and 21st birthday. And we met them in Athens. And the four of us drove over to one of the Greek islands, Paros, and we spent a month together on the Greek islands. And then me and Brian drove back down through Europe and house sat in Italy for six weeks. And yeah, just spent some time driving around. It was a six-month trip. And then we went back to Thailand and we came home to New Zealand. So that, that is just, oh, do you know what? I'm dreading him being the big six are. I'm dreading it because now I'm going to have to do something really cool like that for him. <laughs> yeah. The bar has been raised, Liz. The bar has been raised. Okay, so your kids now are young adults, right? Yeah. They're, they're in their late teens, early 20s. How did that world tour change them? That world tour changed them. For Sonny, who's now 22, he's an online entrepreneur. He's, he's, his business is, he's built a community around Minecraft. So he is, he makes his money online. He still lives at home. He's not making that much money, but I, he's got that fire in his belly and I'm so proud of him. That, I believe, came from that world trip because mm -hmm. all he had was his phone and he kept vlogging everything. You know, it was all he wanted to do was vlog and, and make videos. And he, he just taught himself so much from that trip. So he came home and just dove straight into that. And he couldn't see, he, there's no way you could say to Sonny, why don't you go and, you know, get a nine to five? He just, that just doesn't, it's not on his radar. So I think mm -hmm. that for the world trip for Sonny, Tessa is not so much online. In fact, she's quite anti it. Uh, you know, she's 19 and she's very much, you know, the internet's evil and, you know, all this. And so she's moved down to Wellington and she is pursuing a career in uh, theatre, so she, musical theatre. She's a fantastic singer and dancer and she's moved down to, to Wellington to pursue that career. Didn't ever want to go to college. She's very much, no, why would I go to college? I'm just going to do life. So while it's, it was a huge move for her, she was 19 and well, she was 18 when she moved down there. And it was when all her friends were just going off to uni and college, she just went and got a job in a cafe and auditioned for things at the theatre. So that's what she's doing. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm just as any parent is, you know, you're hugely proud of whatever your kids do. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love them. I, yeah, I'm very, very proud of them. So yeah. Do they thank you for that trip? They do. They do. You know, it's been hard for them because I write about them on the internet constantly and the book that I've written is full of them. And, you know, they've always had this thing. They know my sense of humor and they know it's just a lot of tongue in cheek. And but yeah, they 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 thank especially Sunny, you know, Tessa was she was 13 when we took her and she loved it. But she still talks about how she didn't sleep in Japan and, you know, India was weird because everyone looked at her and she just, but Sonny was just, he, oh, he adored it. He absolutely adored it. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope so, you know, put it this way. They never turned around and said to me, 
why did you do that? You know what? They've never, ever said that. So that's, that's a win. You know, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose now if they came to you and said, you know, mom, I got an opportunity. I'm moving to X. You can't say anything. Do you know what? See, look again, you do know, you do know because Tessa came to me a couple of months ago and she said, I want to move to London. And I'm like, oh no, really? Really? London? And she's, yep, I want to go to the West End. I want to audition in the West End. But we didn't say no, obviously. But what I did say was, well, I'll tell you what, we'll come with you as well then. (laughs) So next year, if she does go to London, we'll probably do a little trip over to London and just, you know, just stay over there. Hang out there for a little bit, you know, watchful eye from a distance, (laughs) you know, two townhouses away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, see, like, yeah, that 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 trip inspired her to just be able to pick up and go and follow her dreams, no matter where in the world they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And just also taught that I ho- I hope it taught them that there is more than one way. That's all I would ever want them to know is just, you know, there's more than one way you can make if you want to make something happen. Although, you know, you might not have the you know, take me, for example, I haven't got a degree. I wasn't a teacher. I homeschooled and I didn't know masses about traveling the world, but I did it. And then I came home and I didn't know masses about internet, but I started this business. And it's just, I think if you've got it in you and you, you, you're, you're determined to do something, you just, there's lots of different ways that you can make that work. And that's all I would want the, the kids to know really is just, yeah, just, you can step out the box, always step out that box. I love it. I love it. Oh my God, Liz, this like conversation just lit my soul on fire and, and, and ignited my travel bug self and the wonderlust is coming on like a hot flash right now. Yeah. Like, oh my God, let's go. My husband and I also just had a conversation the other day of, okay, because we, we live both, we both live very far away from our families. And so there tends to be this, always this pull to go and see, see your, your people. And I said, you know, we really need to get back to going somewhere new in between the trips home because it's so easy just to go home, especially when it's somewhere wonderful. Both of our families live in Jamaica. And so a trip home to Jamaica is nothing to sneeze about, right? Um, But there's all these places that we want to go. And so we're like, okay, we need to make a list and we need to be intentional about it. So the timing of this episode lines up perfectly with the intention that he and I set just the other night of like, all right let's map it out. Let's put some places on the map. And then his idea was, we'll know in advance, you know, this is where we want to go. And he's, and then we need to take the year or 18 months or however long in, before we go to learn the language. Right. Not to the point where we're fluent, but he's, but enough that we can survive in Greece or we can go to Japan and figure out how to say what we need to say yeah. and he so that also is that learning part because he's a big learner he he his his brain needs to be firing on all cylinders all the time and so that was what he was saying is let's learn the language of the places that we go and visit that's great that is so cool and what a challenge as well and just to know that you know that at the end of it you're going to be going to that country and practicing what you've just learned it's just right. oh yeah that sounds yeah. amazing Oh my goodness. Okay. So Liz, where can people find you? Where can they read the book? Where's the blog? Tell them all of the places on the interwebs where you live so that they connect. Okay. Thank you, Jessica. Well, my travel blog is itsadrama.com. So 
it's a drama.com. If you go there, there's all things about my, about my book and about, I've also got a free travel book that helps you to travel the world for free and you know, tells you all about that. And that's free. You can just sign up for that. I'm on Instagram, not masses, but I'm on Instagram. It's a drama again. And the book is called The Travel Bog Diary. So that's available all over on Amazon as well. So yeah, The Travel Bog Diaries. But if you go to itsadrama.com, you'll find all that anyway. It's all there on the page. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Cool. All right. Thank you Liz so much for joining me on your chilly morning. (laughs) I appreciate you. And I can't wait to connect with you some more because I think you know, you and I have, I feel have the same spirit. And so I, I think, think there's so. some things that yeah. we, we will, we jive on. Okay, listeners, did you enjoy that? I know I did. If you did, please like, share, obviously subscribe, leave, leave a review. Or if you know somebody whom this conversation could be inspiring them to figure out their own now what, please, please, please share it with them uh, because it just really might ignite that sense of adventure for them too. All right, that is it for us today. Thank you so much. And uh, we will catch you on another episode of I Just Blank. Now what? Real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank? Now what? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do how to move forward and help you answer now what see you on the next episode